everybody, and thanks for joining us for the PHNX Suns postgame show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman and Espo. Gerald Borgay will be joining us shortly from the Footprint Center. Unfortunately, we're in the dive bar again tonight because the Suns fall to the Bucks, 116 to 104. But I'll be honest with you, even though I had bad feelings and bad vibes in the pregame show, I'm really not that mad. Like, I'm not really that upset about it. I am. You are? Yeah. Why are you upset? For the second straight night, they had their shot against a team that is, you know, is a team that they're likely going to run into if they want to win a championship, right? Had a shot against the defending champs last night. Had a shot against the Bucks, uh, the, the, the previous defending champs and it played out exactly the same way and it's frustrating to me they had a chance to win and they couldn't close it out and that's problematic uh, obviously it it changes when you have kd but you're now only a game up on the clippers and the warriors that whole west is very compact now i don't like it i'm not worried i'm not worried like i thought they played as good as they could tonight there was a couple things that like listen you have to play the perfect game when you're missing some core pieces, whether they would have been Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson or Kevin Durant, either way, if you take those guys out of the equation, it becomes far more difficult and you need your superstars to show up. It looked like DA was starting to get into that groove for a little while, but then he, uh, he picked up fouls and he had to sit down on the bench. And I thought Monty waited far too long to bring him back into the game. Cause you could tell mm -hmm. that he was basically iced out after that. Um, Devin Booker, Turned on the Jets in the third quarter, um, you know, and, and it's kind of similar to, to yesterday's game. But uh, tonight they needed him in the fourth, and the whole team basically fell apart in the fourth. Uh, campaign mysteriously comes out of the game, never to come back in again. And I thought he was giving them the juice, which was good. And, and it's just overall, like, again, I'm not worried about it. Like, that's three good teams you just played back to back to back. Like, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. You got a couple – you got a couple quote unquote easy games or easier games coming up, get right games, if you will. And when you know you're up against it, typically you show up for those games. You don't mm -hmm. let, you know, you don't let your guard down. And um, I think they're going to be fine. It, I'm not, I'm not stressed out about this at all. I think the way that I'm looking at this is it was three games that were all fairly close, at least at one point in time within the game, winnable. We'll mm -hmm. call it that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Three winnable games for the Suns team without Kevin Durant. So if you add Kevin Durant into the equation for all three of these games, I feel like they win all three of them. I agree. I agree. Agreed. So that's why I'm just like, yes, I understand. The standings matter. You got to get into the playoffs first. You can't. You don't want to fall too far. And what? I think coming into tonight's game, we were only a game and a half back or ahead you're, of you're only, the Warriors, right? You're only a game ahead of the Clippers and the Warriors now yeah. in five and six. You're only two games ahead of, of Minnesota in the seventh. And then I think you're only four games ahead of teams uh, uh, 10, 11, and 12. This is getting too close for comfort. I get when KD's back, they win these games. But if you lose a couple of these that you should win in the next few, you're in a world of hurt. And don't you think, though, that if the report we got from Dwayne Rankin on Kevin Durant of James Jones saying if this were the playoffs, KD would be hobbled, but he'd be out there playing. So if it got to the point where this team was really slipping that far, 
Wouldn't KD come back? I said that last night, and Gerald rebuffed me. He says he doesn't think they would. If it's to the point where they're about to miss the playoffs, not even in the play-in game, Kevin Durant's going to come Guys, back and play. Guys, they're not missing the play- they're not missing the playoffs. But that's no. what I'm saying. I mean, like, Jesus Christ, we're really talking I'm about them missing the complete. No, I know it's like. I, I man, we gotta stop jumping off the cliff after every loss. I'm like, not jumping off the cliff. It's one game. Be- I know, but, but 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 the twelve and the thirteenth, seventh, and three games to eight, nine, ten, and you're only four games up on on the Jazz in eleven. Listen, if you if you lose as many games to drop to eleven, then you don't deserve to be in the playoffs anyway. That's not gonna happen. I'm not saying you have Devin Booker, you have DeAndre Aiden, you have Chris Paul. That should be good enough to get you over the finish line. I know it hasn't been pretty these last three games, but they also have been played some tough teams, and those teams have all been at full strength. Like that's the that's Bucks what is it is. A little, they're missing a couple. I mean, the key pieces. Yeah, but they have their their big dog piece, <laughs> which fair. is like almost trumps all and can run over anything and everybody, <laughs> as we saw tonight against poor Tory Craig, who was taking a beating tonight. Yeah. All right. Let's zoom out. Let's take a look at this game by seeing what's inside the box. Oh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? Yeah, it's not great. (laughs) 116-104 bucks win. And these handful of stats are going to tell you everything you need to know. Suns had 26 fouls tonight. The Bucks had 15. And Saul made a good point on our watch along. It's not the fact that the Suns had more fouls than the Bucks. It's the fact that the Bucks didn't get called yeah. for a lot of those fouls that they should have been, primarily offensive fouls. We saw Giannis basically manhandle uh, a lot of Phoenix Suns defenders until Ish Wainwright got in there by dropping his shoulder and running him over, playing football. Uh, and then offensive rebounds. Bucks had 13, Suns had 8. Bucks got a lot of second-chance points tonight. You can't When you're digging yourself out of a hole, you can't allow second-chance points. The Suns did that. And points in the paint in favor of the Bucks by big time, 54-36. And that's how you lose 116-104 to the Bucks. The biggest thing for me was just the, the, the egregious rebounding on the Suns' part. Like, yes, Giannis, Giannis had some fouls. I mean, bro, I, 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 we screamed about it a lot on our watch-along. Like, <laughs> they were just egregious. Like, they're just egregious. Okay, cool. But once you get past that, what are the things that you can control yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And the one thing that they can control is boxing out and attacking the boards. Oops. And there was far too many times tonight where guys were just standing flat-footed letting other dudes just get a hand <laughs> on the ball, kicking it back out, or getting the rebound flat out and putting it back up. Like, you got to be better than that. And when you're, when you're undermanned right now against a team like that, you have got to come ready to play. And it just – you saw it. You, you could see, like – they're lucky that they took the lead in the third quarter to kind of give everybody hope. But, I mean, it was not a great game overall, rebounding-wise, for this team at all. Like, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Which has been an issue for the Suns all season. Yeah. Right? Like, anytime the Suns lose, at least 80% of the time, you can point to rebounds as one of the culprits. Yeah. So, I don't know what the answer is at this point in time. But. At some point, it's hustle and it's the small things. I turned to Saul and I went, does boxing out not exist anymore in this league? <laughs> like, at least in Phoenix, it doesn't at times. Like, I, I haven't played basketball in a long time, as you can tell. But I remember that they taught you the first thing you do when a shot goes up is find somebody and put your ass into them. Find a body. Like, I mean, that's that's what you're supposed to do. 
And the Suns don't seem to do that in a lot of these games as they lose like this. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks are a really big team, so that also probably helps them. But not again, it's not an excuse. I'm just saying the Bucks are also but, but it is very but it, good at this. But it is true. Yeah. Like yeah. I we gotta stop acting like like the Bucks are the I, I'm, I'm going to keep saying the Orlando Magic because just I just know that that's the next worst team coming in here. Uh, the Bucks are very, very good. We like had... they don't cost themselves mistakes. Yeah. They just don't, and so you can't give it to them. And what the Suns did tonight, far too many times, was give them the game, like it, like almost in the most literal sense, rebounding turnovers in the fourth quarter, just handing it over. Like you got to. The Bucks are a very good team. They're physical. They start off the game physical. They don't they don't work themselves into being physical. They are just that from the jump. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday is a tough ass defender. He gives Book every bit of the business and when when he's not matched up with Book, Book goes off. Yeah. And as soon as Book goes off, what they do? They brought back Drew Holiday. Book slow down a little bit. Like Drew Holiday is a tough guard. Now, when KD comes back like we talked about, that changes that whole dynamic. Go ahead, Drew. Guard him. You got nobody on that team that can guard KD. But what KD doesn't change, he may may put some effort into those boards, but it doesn't change his little things for everybody else. These are habits that if you don't do it now, then you're likely going to revert to those ways at other times. This team needs to, to tighten up on the little things and do those well and focus on that. That's what champions do. They don't beat themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Kings fan in our chat right now hey. called Todd. And they said, uh, Kings fan here. We faced these dudes last night with Middleton and Allen. They're unstoppable. We had the lead for nearly three quarters, but then Giannis goes off and Middleton does his thing. So, like, it's you're right. It's We're not talking about just no. some team that's a pretty good team in the NBA. Like, the Bucks are... The best team in the NBA right now. Yeah, but if you want to accomplish your goals, you know who's likely going to be standing in your way? The Bucks. The same team that was in 2021. Yeah. So you got to be ready to beat this kind of team. And hopefully KD is enough to fix your offensive problems and you can get your head screwed on right to fix your other problems. It would also help if we could even the playing field as far as foul calls are a go. A go yeah, I'm not Right? Like, I know you can't hold your breath, but at some point in time, they do have to at least pretend to call the game fairly, right? The fact that Giannis didn't have a single foul against him until basically the end of the third quarter is outrageous. But let's not act like this is a rarity in the NBA. Superstars have gotten calls for years, right? Now, this is in a different way. It's bully ball in the way it's going now, which is is bizarre because the NBA has moved away from that since the, since the 80s and 90s. But superstars get calls. So you're just going to have to accept that's part of it. And Giannis is likely going to get the benefit of the doubt, even if you fu- if you if face him in the playoffs. So how do you do things that can counteract that? How do you, how do you figure out how to do the things you do well uh, and be able to counteract the fact that Giannis is going to get these? And you got to be thankful that the man isn't a good free throw shooter 
Otherwise, a lot of these games for a lot of the NBA would be a lot, a lot worse off. He was a good free throw shooter in the second half of that finals. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I think true. he hit something like 13 in a row in that fucking series. With all that damn counting. Yeah, you know I mean, he was like, oh, that's how many I missed? It's, okay, cool. It's Got like it. Zen for him. He I, was a count. He's like, oh, I can hit it now. Like, and, and listen, to be clear, like, I'm not worried about the Suns because I'm just waiting for KD to come back. I'm not worried about the Suns because I feel like they're a good enough team despite KD being out to be able to overcome the teams that they're going to need to beat to be able to to make it to the playoffs. Listen, I don't give a shit if they're the sixth seed. I don't care. As long as they're in the top six and they don't have to play in the play-in, I think they, they can win on the road. They can win at home. I, I think I, I'm plenty confident that they can. Now, it's going to be a tough, tough road. But this entire playoff, I don't give a shit if they're the two seed. It's going to be a tough road. The West is wide open. We saw last night the Warriors are starting to come back to who they were. They're right. a tough team. You got the Nuggets. Uh, the Grizzlies is, uh, have all of a sudden figured it out without Ja. Like, what the fuck is that all about? And you know who what knows I mean? like, if they're going to have Ja? Who knows if they're even going to have Ja? But yeah. before that, Manitas in the chat brings up a good point. Everybody from the Nuggets to the Pelicans have had a bad stretch late this season. Right now is ours and we'll be okay. Yes. Before all of those teams, even the Nuggets, look at them right now dropping a yeah. couple in a row. They just like, lost four in a row to some sub-500 teams outside of the Brooklyn Nets. Maybe yeah, they can it's just a weird true, true. thing that's going through the league and everyone's just struggling a little Look, bit. I, I'll say this. I'd rather be six than five. I don't like I don't like your matchup that you're having a four-five that you're going to have to play on the road. I'd much rather, and no disrespect to our Kings fan in the chat, I'd much rather be a three-six matchup going against Sacramento just because of lack of playoff experience and a team that hasn't been there. So I'd rather face that than a Clippers or a Warriors in the four or five matchup where you've got to be the road team. I mean, we still got a month to go. I, I, I there's so much that's going to happen between now and then. I, I don't even, I'm not even going to wager a guess as to where we would fall in or where anybody else is going to fall in for that matter. Like we could, we could literally be anywhere between three and 10. I'm not going to say 11 or 12 because I, believe they'll figure that out i don't think they're gonna go you below know. six honestly yeah. either but mathematically it gets more interesting than it has been in a while uh we have a super chat from doug and alice is what i'm gonna go with because they said doug and alice stands for doug and alice just without the e good reading um, Lindsay. thank you for your super chat we appreciate you said i feel like hibernating until kd returns discovered your show a month ago and i watch all the time awesome job Lindsay, take out the boys in DraftKings or else Saul will be Saul. <laughs> they've Doug only watched Alice. a month and they've already figured out the whole dynamic <laughs> of the show. They've got us figured out. Thanks, Doug and Doug Alice, guys. thank you so much for the super I don't chat. Think I like that slander. Thank you for the comments. Um, and welcome. We're happy to have you here. We're glad you found us. Um, also, uh, let's just remind each other right now. Uh, we're all Suns fans. We're all Except for the, the Kings fans. We're all in the same safe space. <laughs> Are we fighting let's, in the chat? Let's not be rude to each other. And uh, nobody's trying to sugarcoat anything. We're just trying not to make it feel like the end of the world is coming. And the I sky feel like is some falling. people feel like that right now. And I'm just trying to talk you down, say it's going to be okay. That's all we're doing. The sky it's is okay. falling. 12 is closer than it's ever been. <laughs> Oh. But be nice to each other anyways. Well, Doug and Alice brought up some money, so let's talk money. Two things that y'all need to know about. First, we're going to give away a $500 gas card to one lucky viewer 
in partnership with our friends over at Circle K. They have come on board as a member of the family here at PHNX, and that's how we're celebrating a $500 gas card, an opportunity for one of you to win it. All you have to do is text PHNX to 31310. It's that easy. You can get more information and details in the show notes, but really it is that easy. Just PHNX to 31310 for an opportunity to win a $500 gas card. I did the math and roughly I could last in my car nine months with a $500 Are you gas for card. real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go like twice a month. That's all I do. Because well, you have uh, a hybrid kind yeah, of car, oh, right? Yeah, I could go a long way. I I'm mean, like, that's yeah. pretty nice. Fuck this guy. Shoot. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, I just want to punch him right now. Like, how dare you? So, so if you don't want the Circle K gas card when you win it, because you got an electric car, your boy could use it. All right. <laughs> He's already got half electric, half gas. Pick one of us. We all got just the old gas cars. We, we ain't got it like that, Espo. Yeah, you just don't care about that. Damn, must be nice. Um, <laughs> Everybody wants the K or the Circle K car. Oh yeah, where's the car? <laughs> we'll we'll we bring have, you the Circle K. We should have K like cart. a little jingle for the cart. Can, I love that oh, idea. Yeah, we Can we bring the cart to the to the tea party oh, next week? No. 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 <laughs> no, not a bell. Like, no, not no, like, a, like that. a song. It'd be like yeah. like like the. It's like the I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why I have the the Wicked Witch of the West. Theme song in my head. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Circle K card. everybody. Does that mean we're calling Emma the Wicked Witch of the West when she brings in the cart? That's not cool. There it is. Everybody's favorite cart, the Circle K cart. Honestly, though, like low key, this is the best like thing we have in this office. I'm not going to lie. Emma? Yeah. A snack cart is like the coolest thing ever. It is. Cameo appearance by Emma. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Emma needed her snack. Gummy worms, Emma? All right. So they also brought up DraftKings and uh, the fact that I need to beat you guys. Unfortunately, we all suck today on our picks of the game, and none of us won any dollars. In fact, we all lost $10. I was close. Yeah. If only Chris Paul had thrown Josh Okogie an assist late. Oh, wait, no, Chris Paul did get eight. Yeah. If only Josh Okogie would have made his only, yeah. his single three-point well, attempt I, tonight. I, I said to him, I said, watch Chris Paul come down and throw a fucking pass to Okogie for a amazing. three. Well, he threw it to Ish, and Ish hit the three. And I was like, oh, okay, I think we're okay. Rude. So yeah. what is the leaderboard looking like, Emma, now that we've all lost $10? She's still not bad. I like it. Yeah. I'm in the lead with $273.04. Saul, you're in second with $244.13. And Espo, you round out in third place with $207. You better be careful, Espo. You're about to drop below 200 Whatever. Taking those big swings. Uh, if I had won, I would have been leading. I didn't win, and I'm still uh, losing. Is that how that what works? <laughs> if I won, I'd been <laughs> leading. But I lost, and I'm not. <laughs> no, look, I, I'm still losing, so... Uh, you know i i prefer to take big swings if i'm losing i'm losing so i'm gonna take big swings that's a hashtag analysis right there it's up to you guys how you would like to play on the DraftKings sportsbook app you can take big swings you can take what i like to call safe bets uh but it's up to you just make sure you download the app and when you do sign up using that code phnx because new customers can bet five dollars on the nba and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code P 
P-H-N-X. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I don't know where at any point we said that even with KD that the Suns are surefire better than the Bucks. I don't think anybody said that. Like, no. to me, the Bucks are the best team in basketball. From top to bottom, they added Jay Crowder. They're a solid fucking 10 deep. They're a great team. They're a great, great team. Like, the Suns are going to have to play at a high level to beat that team in the finals. That's There's no doubt about that. So I don't know where we're getting confused here, but nobody's saying that the Bucks are just some schlep of a team Mm-mm. and that the and that the cure-all is KD because it's not. They got a lot of things to work out. That's why it was so imperative and why everybody was so upset last week when KD got injured because we're like, oh, my God, how many games are going to have left for everybody else to figure out KD, not KD himself? KD himself is going to be fine, but everybody else trying to figure it out. So let's not maybe, lose focus on what's really going on. Was that me when I said all three of the, these last games were winnable? No, there's a particular person in there that's just really mm. upset that we're not giving the Bucks their love. Well, like, but we, even, we said well, even on the watch along. Well, this is a sun show. <laughs> well, we even said on the watch along, <laughs> the Bucks should be the favorite right now. They're playing oh, like crazy. Percent. They should be. I just think you put KD in that mix, and that's one hell of a series. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, that's what it is. There's a chance that, for the Suns in that series with KD on the floor. I'd love to see it. That'd be some damn great basketball. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be a tough oh one, that's gosh. for sure. Everybody stop with the DA hate. All right, well, here, we got to name our Draft King King of the Game really quick. It's and I'm DA. really excited oh, about this one. <laughs> um, I picked tonight's king. And this is solely on Lindsay. We are giving it to Tory Craig tonight. Yes, that's right, Tory Craig. Sure, he finished with six points and he only had three rebounds. But he also lost a tooth, maybe, a filling, Part maybe, of a tooth? Maybe. We don't even know, but we're giving it to him. Like, I'm sorry. Tory Craig took so many lumps in tonight's game. Giannis literally bulldozed him, and he got back up and continued to play. He lost a tooth, left for a minute, came back in this game. You cannot tell me that Tory Craig does not have heart. So, so we've they've lost three in a row, and we've lowered the bar to, if you lose part of a tooth... You win player Bro, of the game. Bro, I'm sorry. If game. you lose part of your tooth, you deserve a crown, okay? Yeah. Do you from, the de- from the dentist. From the dentist. Jesus Christ. We should have given it to the tooth itself. She's like, I got one. I got I one. Got a joke. I pulled an S phone at Gerald with that one. Gerald wrote it for her. I no, he it. did it. Don't take away my shine. <laughs> she wrote Gerald, I need a tooth joke. Bad. Stat. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and he had a really... Euphoria brings up a good point. Craig had that amazing block on Giannis, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reach. You guys are such Listen, haters. Tory Craig. Such haters. Tory, nobody takes a charge like Tory Craig. Nobody does. Like he's my man has gotten it fucking brutal for sure. But however, comma. <laughs> he wasn't so great out there on the court otherwise. He, he he could have played a lot better. I thought that they, uh, I thought Monty had some, some substitutions, including Tory Craig, that I thought were a little questionable tonight. And he should have went with different lineups because TC was just not doing it uh, on both ends of the court at a higher, uh, high enough level. So I thought, you know, he has tremendous heart. I'm not taking that away from him. I love him to death, but he just didn't do enough to warrant the playing time that he got completely. I'm sorry, but no. I'm I'm doing the rest of the show in protest. 
I am filing uh, filing paperwork with the all city officials. This is not cool. This was Jock Landell's king of the game tonight, and you stole it from I mean, him. He's not you wrong. stole it from him. Corey Craig wins a tooth. Big whoop de doo da. You know what Jock Landell did? He was the only player in positive, positive plus minus tonight. Plus 13, had 12 <laughs> points in 14 minutes, five of six shooting, three rebounds, two assists. Jock Landell, you are the DraftKings king of the game. No matter what Lindsey Smith says, you can come pick up your whatever we give away for this for free tomorrow. Can we give away things for this? I don't know. Jock already told you you're not his best friend. I don't need a best Stop trying so Lindsay, hard. Lindsay, Stop trying to make fetch happen. Lindsey, I don't It's need, not going to happen. I can, I can fight for my enemy to win an award, all right? Damn. He's the DraftKings king of the game, Damn. whether you like it or not. I'm sorry that you don't like that Tory got hurt. But we ain't hanging out lollipops and band-aids out here. This ain't boo-boo fixing time. This is winning time, all right? And that's what Jock Landell did. Wait, I feel I 12 feel points in 14 minutes. I literally handed out lollipops today before the show. <laughs> yeah, because we got a bunch of babies around here. Oh, my hey, you God. You took lollipop, too, bro. I'm a baby. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I will take my sugar fix. Thank you, Jock. King of the game. That's right. Listen, I'm not discrediting Jock. He did he have a really good game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness right. gracious. Jock did have a really good game. Him and campaign oh, both did. Here's the walk it back. Walk it back. Let's give out some flowers now. I went hard at you, not Jock. Let's get that straight. Time okay? to gas him up. Give out them flowers. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but for real, Jock and campaign played really well on the bench tonight. They actually inserted some energy into that second unit. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, he did. That third quarter was phenomenal. Uh, Book was just killing the bucks yeah and then jock was giving them some him and pain they had a nice little two-man game going mm -hmm. on and I, I wish i would have saw a little bit more of it okay that's the question do you feel like monty should have left campaign in the game to close this we one out it. because he had some of that energy you got the monty graphic you know you got it <laughs> yeah yeah we yeah yeah it should have happened but then this happened mr, mr. freeze mr freeze i mean <laughs> nobody Nobody ices his team like Monty Williams, baby. Nobody does it like Mr. Freeze. <laughs> I just feel like this was the first Cam Payne like game that we have had in a minute. Yes. Where Cam came out, he had that juice, he had that energy. It was infectious to his teammates, to the crowd. Everybody could feel it. Wh why? Why not just let him stay in the game? You're a mean one. That's that's the thing Mr. we got clip right there. That look was so it was like why? Why, why would you do this to us, Bonnie? I need answers. What did we do to you? Guys, campaign was grooving tonight. So he missed the floater. And Chris Paul missed the floater too. Oh. I really like campaign tonight. When too. he hit his first shot of the game, his first three of the game, he looked at the crowd and you knew immediately, oh, he's locked in. He's ready to go. Mm -hmm. He wants to. I mean, listen, the, the, the team needed the juice. They needed the juice and he okay. gave him the juice. Like, that's what you needed. And, and then Jock came in and the book was grooving. Like, I just thought, man, you, you needed to keep that going a little bit in the fourth quarter. And it's just not enough. Well, yeah, because book hits that three. Campaign drives down, kicks it to Jock for that dunk. All of a sudden, 
all the all the energy's there. Then Book hits that that buzzer beater to end the third, and you think, here we go. This mm-hmm. is the team. And then they came out flat in the, in the fourth. Well, and you got to think, too, like, I'm sure Devin, by the close to the end of this game, was exhausted. He played 43 minutes tonight, oh, yeah. and he was doing the most. Oh, yeah. So to have somebody out there like Campaign who has that energy, not only probably rubs off on Devin to be able to fight mm-hmm. through that fatigue, but can maybe take a little bit off of Devin's shoulders in those moments. Yes, and I will say this, and I know – Monty is a, a much more uh, professional uh, and put-together guy than I am because I like to drop the F-bomb several times out here on this show. Uh, what? I was, I've never heard I it. think I was cussing a lot on the stream. I don't know. I was getting <laughs> hyped. I was getting hyped for these guys, and I was getting mad when they were getting fouled. Uh, Monty, listen, if you, if, if you want me to stand behind you on the bench and be your translator, I will do that for you, and I will cuss at the refs. On your behalf, <laughs> I will just sit here like this and and just go crazy. What is that? Key heel skin? Yes, yes. <laughs> I need Monty Williams to lose his ever loving mind in a game like this when Giannis clearly yeah. tried to take the soul of Tory Craig in front of God and country tonight. I will not stand for that. <laughs> like Monty Williams has got to be like, no. This is my house. We're not doing that here. And he should have got thrown out of the game. He should have got a couple of texts. Let you guys know that you got their backs. Yeah. Like, want- I just, that's the thing is, like, I want more from Monty. Show me some damn emotion. You want practice? I'll be Monty. You be no, the translator? No, no, no. no. Oh, it get a little, I was going to say, if you're wearing earphones or headbuds, <laughs> you should take them out if we do that. Priscilla, um, laugh out loud. Old Saul yells at class. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real though, it there would it would be nice if o- occasionally Monty did get angry on behalf of his players. Yes. Like the face that Monty made when Tory Craig got bulldozed by Giannis was a memeable face. I needed him to have an angry face and get a tech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the I would if I was Tory Craig and my coach did that, I would be like, I'll do it again. Yeah. Even yeah. though Tory Craig will do it again regardless, but it would make me want to do it maybe two more times instead of just the one elbow to the face and losing a tooth, you know? And even that that wasn't the most egregious thing. Tory kind of slipped and caught Giannis's elbow. But the one that got me was when Giannis dropped his shoulder into Tory Craig. It was yeah. the same crap Luca pulled on campaign. And when you have that much of a, a mass difference and Giannis drops his shoulder and extends the arm. How that's not a foul? That's a foul everywhere. Yeah. Like even on the on the playground, you're calling that shit. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy, but I'm with you, Saul. I would like Monty to no, get a little bit spicy. Huh? <laughs> if he, he, Come on, Saul. Just play into it. As play the guy into it. That calls offensive fouls at pickups. Oh, I didn't. No, I was the guy committing them, Saul. <laughs> All right, we have a couple super chats. This one is from Trevor. These are these are interesting because they're like two totally opposites almost. Okay. So Trevor first said, can someone please work with DA? Work on post moves, dribbling to catch the dang ball and being strong. Since he got paid, he needs to be consistent. What does the second one say? And then Jacoby said, <laughs> I have to give DA some flowers defensively on Giannis in the first. DA can't bite outside of 15 feet to avoid fouls, but it's also hard when Derrick Henry can truck his way into the lane. Poor Craig. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> listen, it's not easy playing. <laughs> it's not easy playing against Giannis. And when you don't see him very often, 
You know, they didn't see him last time. No. Nope. You know? And so mm-hmm. you this is the first time you've seen him in over a year. Like he's a different dude. And you gotta realize, like, those hands, they gotta stay up. But it's easier for us to sit here and say, oh, DA, blah, blah, blah. Like, you take a shot to the ribs. You let me know how that feels. Shoot. Dude, hey. I'm going to go home. Yo, I mean, those those shoulders do not feel good. Like, ask Ish Wainwright after the game. Ish, is, Ish did a phenomenal job tonight. I will give him his yeah. flowers on yeah. that. My God, Ish, I'm not going to say he's the Giannis whisperer. But he did just as good as anybody else I've seen in the league of being physical with Giannis, not letting him get his moments. And when he did get by him, he just grabbed the arm and pulled him down. Like, hey, you ain't getting that shot off. Ish was the one guy where Giannis was like, let me just spin out of this instead of go straight through. Yes. And fade away. Yes. Yeah. And he left those short. Yep. Because Ish was, so who would have thought? Who'd have thought in an NBA game we needed to bring in a former football player to guard Giannis? Uh, uh, if you roll back the tape from pregame, I said start ish instead of uh, Tory Craig. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. So this guy said it. Thank that wasn't you very specifically much. towards ish. Yep. It was a joke about the football well, I basketball. Get, I get thing. it. But I'm I'm just saying this guy. Okay. Me. He okay. His flowers. Here's my, your flower. I want my damn. Espo. You screw Josh out of the game. I want Espo. my flowers. Damn uh, I thought he was phenomenal. And listen, Da again, him and Biz bad habits of bringing their, their arm down, yep. their arms down. In defensive position, Giannis is no different than Chris Paul. When they see the arms, they hook him and go up, and they get the foul every single mm-hmm. time, and you're screwed. That's why those mm-hmm. hands have to go straight up, and you just got to take what's coming to you. And and if you and if Giannis has got to force a shot over you, so be it. That's a tougher shot than just getting free buckets at the rim. I think that's one of the one of the <laughs> benefits of Da being in foul trouble, though. It forced Monty to put Ish in there and play against him, and now you see that, and you go, oh, this might be a wrinkle we can keep in our back pocket if we see these guys again in June that could help us at least slow things down a little bit. Okay, I have to read this comment from the chat because it made me laugh. Jay said, in my church league, we had a 300-pound player, and he would run over everyone, and Pastor Eddie would never call a foul. So I get what the Suns are going for. Uh, Pastor Eddie. (laughs) Pastor Eddie. <laughs> That's how I read it in my head. Oh, oh my, my gosh, God. man. Hey, those church leagues are no joke. They are vicious. Didn't you, didn't you go to like four different churches as a kid? So I you did. know yeah. all about the church yeah, leagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're rough. All right. Well, if you want a little more competition in your life, uh, you know, we're talking about how everyone's got beef right now across the NBA. This is your chance to have some beef with us. I'm talking about the Run Your Pool March Madness. Oh, I thought this was like Bracket. a steak head. I was like, damn, did we get a steak head? Omaha Let's steak. Go. No, <laughs> this is your chance to, to beat all of us here at ph and so that you get to talk your shit. So Run Your Pool, it's, gonna, it's a March Madness Bracket Challenge. It's free to sign up, free to play. Prizes for complete, competing, right? First place, $300 cash prize plus $75 PHNX locker gift card. Second place is $150 cash prize. And third place is $50. Bucks. So here are the important details. Ma- mainly, it's the important date. You got to get your brackets in by March 16th. That's the deadline to fill that out. So it's that's Thursday tomorrow, morning. basically. Yeah. yeah. You got to do this tonight after the show. Or tomorrow, it's super easy. All you have to do is go to play.runyourpool.com slash phnx. 
We also tweeted it out. You can find it on our Twitter. That's play.runyourpool.com slash PHNX. Um, so don't forget to get your brackets in before the 16th so yeah. that you can uh, maybe beat us. Hopefully, we'll see. And potentially win some money at the same time. What Lindsay doesn't know is all prize money is coming out of her check. So get in there and beat Lindsay for her money. Oh, yeah? You yeah. think so? Yeah. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> uh, we have a tea party coming up, folks. We do. And if you don't know, now you know. But you should come join us. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be electric. We're going to be watching the Suns versus the Kings. And you have a shot at you know, winning many, many different prizes. Uh, in addition to that... When you show up, you should show up wearing some of the baddest merch on the planet, which is Bad Birdie and Bad Birdie only. Bad Birdie has the best gear in the game, period. You should check them out by uh, simply maybe uh, you know checking out this graphic that we're going to put up here in a second of mm-hmm. Bad Birdie because it's got really cool swag on it, and it's this really dope. Saul doesn't remember and, uh, the promo code. No, no, I, I remember the promo code. I'm waiting for the visual to pop up and the other thing to be taken down. We ain't got the visual tonight. All right, okay, you gotta cool. just power through. All right, well, the, we the, 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 the promo code is PHNX. Yeah, I did forget the, the promo P- code. Yeah, I, I knew it. It's PHNX sports, sports underscore 15. 15. PHNXSports underscore 15 for 15% off your next order at badbirdygolf.com. It always happens to me. Every time I go into an ad read, she's asleep at the wheel. Hold on, you played that off? (laughs) No, no, no. You played that off so well, because even after I called you all out, you played it like, no, I, I know mean, it, but I'm holding on to no, it. No, but we were supposed it. to have a lower third graphic, and it just didn't show up. Because you know why? Because Emma's trying to sabotage me, folks. That's what happens on a day-to-day basis. Oh, she hates yeah? to see me thrive. Is that, is that right? True. Okay. Holy crap, that's a big-ass logo. <laughs> that's preview. Again, yellow is preview mode. Lord have mercy. Let's get the show back on track. Check out that dope gear. It's dope. It's awesome. And come hang out with us. (laughs) There's that graphic. It's beautiful. Uh, Out at the the tea party. It's a fun time. Let's go. Oh, no. It's like Roman. Better late than never. Hello in the comments said Saul acting like T Ross came in and froze. (laughs) Solid. Solid. This is true. It's, uh, it was not my, it was not my best day. Hello. That's mean to both of them. <laughs> no. yeah, it's, it's rare you can get two for one. That was nice. Oh, Lindy, uh, where, do, do we have time for something while we're waiting for Gerald? Sure, I got a couple other things, but we okay. can squeeze in something I, else. I wanted to bring in something. Yeah. The seventh anniversary is something really cool that I think we need to see. Uh, you know, We've been gassing people up. We, you didn't give Jock king of the game, but this gentleman deserves some flowers. Emma, can we roll that tape? I won't tell you how many I shot before on film, but that was the last thing I did before I left seven years ago when oh. I was at the Suns. <laughs> that was a horrible chest bump with John Bloom afterwards. I was more afraid that I was going to hurt John Bloom, and he kind of turned <laughs> his shoulder. It was it, it was awkward. Seven <laughs> years, seven wow! Years That's tonight went by fast, huh? Code, we ain't getting the Aiden video. It's it's a scrap. It's scrap. That it's was over. super fast. 
Um, well, we're glad that you're here with us now. I, you know, that's why Instead I of over there. I said, you know what? I'll spend five years in corporate hell because someday I'll get to sit next to Lindsay Smith and Saul Bookman. And Gerald Borgay. Well, he's not here tonight. So Lindsay Smith and Saul Bookman. <laughs> Everyone's complimenting your bow tie. I know. That used to be the look. I know. That was your glasses. thing for a hot minute, wasn't I, it? I, yeah, for five years. But mm -hmm. I can't pull it off because if I walked in here in slacks, a dress shirt, and a bow tie, <laughs> we would make fun there'd of be you. some hell to pay. So I went with the purple pants and the glasses now. Oh, like, yeah. oh my God, is he selling us encyclopedias? <laughs> we would definitely What's going make fun on of right you. Now? By the way, that that version of Espro back by the start of next season, the Svelte Espro, that's the goal. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. Oh, I yeah. want to look like okay. that. Okay. So. All right. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of getting tired of people calling us fat fucks on this show. So I think we're we're all we're all on the same plan about losing weight. So I'm, you guys can back off a little. I'm bit. used to the fat. It's the fucks that. Yeah, me. yeah. I called that like several times on the live stream. Like, dude, what's your problem? <laughs> oh, MCG Blues, right? That's two-time Emmy-winning Lindsay Smith. I forgot. Mm, that's right. Don't we did kind of violate it. that clause of your contract. You we were supposed it. to say that. So. <laughs> All right, a couple of things um, that we saw in tonight's game. Obviously, in the pregame show, we talked about Jay Crowder. And if there would be a tribute video, which I think we all had agreed upon that, it makes sense that the Suns did have a tribute video ready for Jay Crowder. But it was the response to it that I thought was kind of interesting because it, mm -hmm. was, it was a little bit of a mixed bag. So let's listen and watch what, what it looked like and, and then talk about it. We can wrap it up. Okay. So, so <laughs> the booing during the tribute, but the minute they put the camera on Jay Crowder, it was seemed like it was more cheers. Okay. I really hope that that I don't know if Gerald missed part of the tribute video. I hope that's the whole thing because the best part of it is they didn't show Jay Crowder doing any basket anything basketball. It was a celebration. It was pointing at the crowd. There were no basketball moves, and then it says "Thank you, Jay." If that was the full video, that is the perfect way to thank the guy and troll the guy all in one video. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I thought the, I thought the, I thought the uh, applause. There was a little bit of booing in there. I thought it was about spot on. Yeah. You know, I thought there would actually be a little bit more booing. So I will say credit to the Suns fans for mm -hmm. for cheering. Listen, we we should say thank you for the two years. I mean, listen, it was the best two-year run in Suns history, going to the yeah. finals, and then the best record in team history. He was a part of that. He was a vital part of that. Um, we don't have to like the way that he left. None of us do. None of you do. Uh, we could boo that part, sure. But uh, I think we can acknowledge that that he had a, con uh, a, a contribution to a great part of, of this team's history. Um, clap. And then boom after this. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I feel like it did. was, I think it was a good combination of letting him know, but then also saying, but, but low key, like we are appreciative of the yeah. things that you did do for our franchise for sure. and our team. So I thought it was a good mix. Um, and then we also got a little 
spice between Jay Crowder and Devin Booker. Yes. At the end of the second quarter, right? Yes. Yeah. No, no third, third quarter. Third, was that the third quarter? quarter? End of the third quarter. That's right. And that was super fun. So I loved that for so many reasons. One, because you, you always love it when books out there cooking. And then two, the minute that ball went through the hoop, Oh, oh, before, no, probably before, before. Yeah. but like Book just started before. talking and Jay Crowder, like Book was laughing the whole time. Jay kind of seemed like he tried not to look at Book. No, it was, this is, listen. At least that's where my vantage point, it looked like Jay was just like not. They were chirping at each other. Jay got under Book's skin a little bit uh, and Jay knew what he was doing because he got the ball, he drew the foul on Book. Uh, and then after that, that's when Booker basically started taking over. And then he got that last second bucket, and as and he let Jay know, and yeah, Jay walked right by, yeah. and he kind of smiled. They both kind of smirked at each other. The, he kind of gave him the nod, yeah. like, yeah, you got me there. Yeah. But it started before that when Book mm -hmm. was at the free throw line, mm -hmm. and they were John, and they both had that fake smile like, yeah, we may be acting like this is funny, but we're ready to try to torch each other. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a super fun moment um, in tonight's game. And last but not least, Kevin Durant was on the bench again. I know that was something that we had been, we had talked about on Saturday and we were getting asked about it on social media last night. KD was not on the bench for these last two games. And at halftime, I believe is when he finally joined the team on the bench. I know he's getting round the clock treatment from the Suns training staff and medical providers, but it was good to see him on the bench with his teammates. I have a hard time believing he's going to make it to that third week. I mean, he looked antsy I'm, tonight. In I the hope timeout. I'm right because I just feel like uh, everything, all the signs lead to him coming back earlier than, than projected. Yeah. At, at least for me. That's uh, just but based off of absolutely nothing. Your gut? Was, your yeah. gut feeling? I, I have that same feeling. feeling. I have that same feeling. I have two. And, that, and part of it's because of the Suns came out with three weeks, but the two reports we heard before from Woj and Shams was two weeks, right? To me, I think this three weeks, and Gerald argued with me on this, but I think this last night, but I think this three weeks is the Suns baking in that week ramp up time. And that in, when, instead of reevaluating and then it's a week, three week mark, boom, he's right back. Because I think that puts you at the Nuggets game at home, uh, the, right around there. And I think that that's why the Suns would, uh, would potentially want to just bring him back and be like, all right, we're full. We're full go against mm -hmm. the number one team in the West. Yeah, I don't know. Time will tell, but I've got faith, Saul, so just like you. Um, what I do know though is that Four Peaks beer is the best beer that you can get your hands on. Whether it's the Suns Brew, the Kilt Lifter, the Hazy IPA, the Wow Wheat, whatever type of beer you fancy the most, Four Peaks has one for you. So you should definitely check it out. If you are looking for a place to spend St. Patty's Day this upcoming Friday, Four Peaks 8th Street Pub is an awesome choice. Oh. They've got all the beer. They've got all the food. You can't go wrong with our friends over at Four Peaks. Now, just a reminder, you do have to be 21 years or older, and we ask you enjoy responsibly, but Four Peaks beer is where it's at. And what are you doing? Oh, I owe money. Oh, 21? Well, I, was I, like, also, I just realized I said the bad word. So I owe a dollar to the to the Denver jar. Mm. So that's on you, me. Does Nuggies count? Because you said Nuggies earlier. I said Nuggies. So Nuggies doesn't count? No. no. I, I think it's the proper name. Wow. It's like okay. saying, what the frick? 
Oh, okay. did I say the word? Sure no, it's like, it's like when they show Die Hard on a regular channel. But like, guys, you be guy K A monkey lover. What? You know what it's time for? What? Uh, time not for quite yet. No, nope, oh, okay. it's not quite time for so, that yet. But what it is time for is me to tell you about more furniture more. and our friends over there who have the best furniture in the valley. And you can save tried, big Gerald. on it I tried. when you head to morefurniture.com. <laughs> we got furniture from them for our offices here at PHNX. And they delivered it with the light glove uh, delivery, which is fantastic because it takes all the heavy lifting out of getting new furniture into your home or your office space or whatever you are looking for. So again, save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. <laughs> Is Gerald here? Okay. It's time. In the darkness, beyond the light, there <laughs> shall only be one. Welcome <laughs> to Gerald, how are you? Oh no, we got no oh, sound. No sound. Oh no. Hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey. Emma muted you on purpose because she's always trying to keep us down. <laughs> oh, that's tough. <laughs> it's a lesson of the show, Gerald. Actually, we we were we were actually doing a, a, a little test of sorts. We wanted to see if you were ready to go, how long we could freeze you out for. Before we fuck your whole game up and you come back and you're not ready to go. Kind of like what they did to campaign tonight. Just going to say that out loud. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, Gerald. On a le legitimately serious note, I've been hearing that Monty called out the officiating tonight. What did he say? On a scale of 1 to 10, how spicy was it? Uh, it wasn't quite Fred Van Vliet levels. I would say probably around a 6 or a 7, honestly. Um, okay. He you know, he, he did mention that, like, this is getting ridiculous in terms of Giannis taking 24 free throws and the Suns as a team taking a lot fewer than that. Um, he mentioned that Book only got to the line three times and Giannis got there 24 times. And it's something that is hard to swallow because they've seen it so many times against this team. Um, you know, I asked him how Torrey Craig was doing, and he mentioned the limp was because of the, the heel soreness that he had coming into the game. But the losing a tooth he said he wasn't sure if he lost a tooth but it's just another example of him not knowing what to tell guys in the huddle in terms of how they're supposed to guard Giannis because uh, in that case he just kind of lowered the shoulder or elbow couldn't quite tell if he caught him on the way down or not but um, they definitely struggle with this matchup they don't really know how to guard Giannis it's something that nobody in the league really knows how to do um, but there was definitely some frustration there because obviously these teams have their finals history you add Javon Carter and Jay Crowder into the mix and it gets a little bit spicier, um, but they're kind of at a loss for how they can compete against this team. And Monty said, you know, they beat us. I, I, he didn't want that to be the reason that they lost, but it is a tough thing to contend with when you're getting outshot that drastically from the free throw line. And there's really no answer for a guy just playing like a running back. So does Monty get fined tomorrow? Was it to that level that uh he's gonna be a little lighter in the wallet i don't know I might, I might have to go back and review it but it does sound like he kind of it was a more drastic version of what he normally says when he goes up there and he says i could rant and rave about the officiating but it's not going to make a difference um i feel like he might be toying with a fine here but it, it really wasn't you know it wasn't fred van vliet coming up there and <laughs> directly calling out officials or 
saying the league needs to figure out how to officiate Giannis. It was more kind of a roundabout way of getting there. I mean, he should have. He went to the, gee, gosh, this is getting frustrating. (laughs) Pretty, pretty much. And I I mean, he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to undersell his frustration because he, you could tell he was pissed about the officiating and the fact that they have no answer for keeping this guy off the line. And he didn't even make all of his free throws. I think he was, was 14 for 24 or something like that. So it's not like he even shot that well, Um, but it's just how often he's getting there and, how he's able to lower the shoulder and send Tory Craig flying on a different play, not even the one where he lost his two, and that's somehow a foul on Craig. They're, they're getting frustrated with it for sure. Uh, Gerald, <clears throat> uh, tonight it looked like the Suns were grooving towards the end of the third quarter. They had uh, a little bit of a different lineup campaign, Jock, Book in that lineup. It looked like it was working. It looked like, uh, you know, if, if, if Devin wasn't scoring – uh, campaign and Jock seemed to have a nice little thing going, and then it just came to a halt in the fourth. Uh, what were your, what was your takeaway on a Booker playing basically the entire second half without a, any rest? Which I could I can understand because he was he looked like he was starting to get on a heater. I'm cool with that. But then you took out the other part of the equation, which I kind of joked around at the beginning of this. But I did feel like campaign was in a pretty good rhythm tonight. Shot the ball pretty good, and and more importantly than anything else. He had the juice. He got the crowd into it. He was hyped up. You could see that he was he was into the game, and that typically rubs off on his teammates uh, like it did in the third quarter. Are, were you surprised to see him not really come back uh, when it really mattered the most? A little bit. I, I think I would have let him run for a little bit longer. Like you said, like Book played the entire third quarter, and then he didn't get a breather after that, wound up with 43 minutes. Um, and – you know, Monty said, I played him way too many minutes, but he also mentioned the need for shot making tonight. And you look at the stat sheet, it's pretty clear that he needed some help in the scoring column. But like you said, Campaign and Landale had a pretty good rapport going. Uh, Jock was filling in great. They, they went with Busy early and it wasn't really working. They went back to Jock and, and he played fantastic off the bench um, with DA dealing with that foul trouble. And that foul trouble kind of threw him out of a rhythm, which I asked Monty about. And he said, yeah, it kind of took him out of it a little bit because he had that push shot going early. Um, and you saw in the second half, it just really wasn't falling for him. So that's a tough one because those guys are your starters. Monty was saying, look, we close games with Chris and DA. That's just what we do. Uh, that's what we've done for the last few years. That's what we're going to continue to do. Uh, but in this case, I do think there was a little bit room to deviate here in this case, especially with the way that pain and Jock were playing, you want to build their confidence, especially during this stretch run where you need quality bench minutes from somebody. You need Payne to rediscover the campaign of two years ago, and you need Landale to get in a rhythm um, because, like we've talked about, he's more of a game rhythm type player than Biz, who you can just kind of throw out there at any point in time. So I would have left them out there for a little bit longer, but I do understand going back to your starters to try and close the game because we also see a lot of times when bench guys help a team get back in the game and then they just kind of run out of juice against the other team's starters and it comes crashing down. So it's a tough one to gauge, but I do think there was room to deviate tonight. Did Monty give any sense as to why he went to biz again first? Mm -hmm. It didn't really work last night. It didn't work tonight. Uh, Do you give any insight on that? No, but I I think Biz was the right call matchup-wise for this kind of game because you look at the size, the strength, and the athleticism of the Bucks front court, and it makes sense to try them out. But Busy clearly struggled again tonight. I think last night was the more egregious one where you want to have Jock against a team that switches a lot, 
and that is undersized and you have a guy like Jock that you've praised all year long in terms of punishing those switches. Um, that's the one that didn't make sense to me. Tonight it made more sense, and I'm glad that Monty kind of went back to Jock when it clearly wasn't working out. Um, I wouldn't be too concerned about that, but I, I do think it's something to keep an eye on because at some point, I know that he's mixing and matching, he's trying a lot of different things, but at some point in the next couple of games, you kind of just need to pick a rotation and go with it. And it's not helping when, you know, tonight they went to Terrence Ross and TJ Warren to get some offense. And people have been begging for Warren. And those two go a combined 0 for 6. Like, they're really not making Monty's job any easier in terms of like, okay, this guy I can depend on. This guy I can depend on. It's just kind of a mixed bag every night right now. Do you think it's a matchup-based thing with Biz right now? Or do you think it's just Monty? Like, which one? Is it the matchup or is it him experimenting to know okay, it's Jock that I want to run with or it's Biz that well, I want to I, run I could, with. I could kind of understand why he would go with Biz tonight because of Giannis. Tonight, but that doesn't yeah, yeah. make sense Not yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and that's what he basically right. said. So, but but I could see why Biz would get the minutes tonight at first because you think length, strength, you know, physicality at the rim, that matches up with Giannis. But it was quite the opposite tonight. And then he doesn't give you anything offensively. Is that the reason why you think? It looks like we're in the middle of watching this thing shake down right between, right before our eyes and where Jock is going to start to get more assertive minutes as we move forward and we'll stop kind of dilly-dallying back and forth. I would assume so. But again, I think he's still going to experiment a little bit for the next couple of games at least just because of the inconsistency. I would hope that Jock over the last couple of games has proved when he gets minutes he can produce. Um, and they want him in game rhythm because like we've talked about, him and KD have good chemistry out there. Um, and that's going to make the bench lineups a whole lot easier. So you don't want to damage Jock's confidence or rhythm before KD gets back, I, I think you want to try and feed him as many minutes regardless of the matchup. Um, but I do think tonight was maybe an outlier because this is the Bucks we're talking about. This is the best team in the NBA right now. Um, and coming off two straight losses, I think they really wanted to win this game and do whatever it took. On paper, Busy seemed like the better matchup here. Um, but we'll just have to see moving forward because, again, it, it, it doesn't feel like anything set in stone with the rotation right now. So I so thought you were going to go. He went to busy because he's long, strong, and bound to get the friction on. Like, I thought that's where you were headed in that description there on busy. Lord uh, have mercy. I got the Gerald head down. I, I win tonight. Gerald, uh, not going to say this is uh, the Giannis Whisperer, but mm-hmm. Ish Wainwright had some pretty good minutes against the big guy. Uh, and more importantly, I think he did what we've all clamored for. Be physical with Giannis when he when he tries to be physical with you. And Ish is one of the few guys in the league that has the physicality to be able to do that. And number two, when he does get by you and he does look for an easy bunny, you just hammer the dude. And it looked like Ish figured that out pretty quick tonight. Yeah, I, I thought Ish did great on him. Um, you know, obviously you're not going to stop Giannis completely, but I thought he had the, the shoulder width and the speed a little bit to stick with him. Obviously the strength helps. Uh, it's not great that they had to literally turn to an ex-football player to stop Giannis, but that's kind of what it takes at this point. Um, so I do think if we were to happen to see this matchup again down the road, Ish would be kind of key. And whether or not he can make those shots, those corner threes 
is going to be huge in a matchup like this because we saw the impact it can have in Dallas. He's going to be wide open, and when he knocks those down, it's absolutely monumental. Uh, but we saw a couple tonight. He hit some early, and then he had that one in the corner that would have you know, taken the roof off, and he just missed it. So it's one of those things where he needs to get comfortable taking and making big shots in these situations um, for a matchup exactly like this. Any final thoughts, y'all? Anybody? Can I wanted to yeah. read something. Or, Gerald, you give your final thoughts on the game, and then I'll share something with everybody. Yeah, so I'm going to be writing about this for tomorrow, so I don't want to give away everything. But we did talk to Jay Crowder in the locker room before the game and after the game about his return. Uh, obviously, there were some heated moments in, uh, between Book and Crowder and between Campaign and Javon Carter, but they were all kind of on the same page, saying that it's all love. And, you know, I, I asked Jay Crowder if he was surprised at the uh, reaction he got, the ovation he got when he was introduced. And he said he didn't really know what to expect, um, but he admitted it did end on a bad note. And I was just, I appreciated the love and the support that I got because of the time that he spent here. It did mean a lot to him. Um, and so I will be writing a little bit about that because he had some interesting things to say about the trash talk, about the, the dagger threes, about his new situation, and obviously about uh, a very weird and mixed reaction to his return tonight. Well, I what was your thing? I got this DM during the show, and it's from Hey Duke on, uh, on Twitter, and he said, Hey there, I appreciate you having after Suns game shows. I'm working in India right now, and all the games are in the morning. I have no one to talk about basketball, no basketball to play, basically nothing of my normal life from four months, and I can listen to the podcast after I download it during work. So shout out to you. Hey, Duke, thanks for listening, and we're glad we can uh, be here for you and give you a little sense of home while you're far away from home. Yeah. Thank you all for being here. We appreciate you coming and hanging out with us every single day and talking some Suns basketball and having a good time together. Gerald, thank you for joining us from the Footprint Center. We appreciate all the insight that you bring us. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. We'll have a show for you at 3 p.m. So plan to come hang out with us then. If you can't join us live, you can always catch us wherever you listen to your podcast. Until we see you next time, you can follow the show at phnx underscore suns. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. The sky isn't falling, but that ceiling's getting real close to the head right no, it now. Ain't. Hey, yo, no, it ain't. Style is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Mega's in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX, though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saul passed the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. I'm 